Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, another Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope everything is going fine in your household today. I hope that you feel the love, and I hope that you are returning the love. And for some of you people that are listening to the show today for the first time, I hope an awakening is coming in your direction. And if you have been awakened, it was because you were chosen to be awakened. Congratulations. Not everyone will get to be chosen. And it's kind of crazy, you know, because it seems that until you wake up, everything that I post will offend you. And I know my words will either attract a strong mind or offend a weak one. But success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. So here I am again, my friends, crawling into that darkness once again. Most people don't really want the truth. They just want constant reassurance that what they believe is the truth. And because of that, it is usually futile to try to talk facts to people who are enjoying a sense of moral superiority in their own ignorance. And we know what angers a black man most of all is when his history is kept in the dark. And what angers others most of all is when it is brought into the light. You know, my friends, school is about to start, or in some areas of the country have already started. And our education system is in a turmoil because we need thousands and thousands of teachers that we no longer have. And the problem is that no one is taking education in college to become a teacher. And the reason why? is because they are not allowed to teach the truth. You see, here's the thing. The truth will always find a way. And like those southern states that are sworn not to teach critical race theory, it's coming back to bite them in the butt. Because let's face it, if you're not teaching CRT, you are not teaching the history of this country. And just because you don't like it doesn't make it untrue. Is critical race theory a way of understanding how American racism has shaped public policy or a divisive discourse that pits people of color against white people? Liberals and conservative are in sharp disagreement. In truth, the divides are not nearly as neat as they may seem. The events of the last decade have increased public awareness about things like housing segregation, the impacts of criminal justice policy in the 1990s, and the legacy of enslavement on Black Americans. But there is much less consensus on what the government's role should be in righting these past wrongs. Add children and schooling into the mix, 
and the debate becomes especially volatile. Critical race theory is an academic concept that is more than 40 years old. The core idea is that race is a social construct and that racism is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in legal systems and policies. A good example is when, in the 1930s, government officials literally drew lines around areas deemed poor financial risk, often explicitly due to the racial composition of inhabitants. Otherwise, neighborhoods of people of color are bad investments, and subsequently, banks refuse to offer mortgages to people of color in those areas. And today, those same patterns of discrimination live on through facially race-blind policies, like single-family zoning that prevents the building of affordable housing in advantaged majority white neighborhoods and thus stymies racial desegregation efforts. So what they're saying, my friends, is that even if the land is there, they are not going to put affordable housing in a rich neighborhood. Critics charge that the theory leads to negative dynamics such as focus on group identity over universal, shared traits, divides people into oppressed and oppressor groups and urges intolerance. You see, my friends, you can have racism without a racist being in the mix because whiteness refuses to acknowledge that they are the oppressors. And if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you've chosen the side of the oppressor. And whiteness delivered racism into our society. And racism is so universal in this country, so widespread and deep-seated, that it is invisible because it is so normal. CTI also has ties to other intellectual currents, including the work of sociologists and literary theorists who studied links between political power, social organization, and the language. And its ideas have since informed other fields like the humanities, the social sciences, and teacher education. As with CRT in general, its popular representation in schools has been far less nuanced. A recent poll by the group Parents Defending Education claimed some schools were teaching that white people are inherently privileged while black and other people of color are inherently oppressed and victimized. That achieving racial injustice and equality between racial groups requires discriminating against people based on their whiteness and that the United States was founded on racism. Well, to me, if you know the story of Christopher Columbus and the doctrine of discovery, you know that the United States was founded on racism. You see, my friends, the truth, the truth, much of the debate appears to spring not from the academic text, but from fear among critics that students, especially white students, will be exposed to supposedly damaging or self-demoralizing ideas. 
Otherwise, my friends, what they are saying is that white students are so weak that they would be demoralized if they learned the truth. But let's look at other countries. In Germany, teaching the Holocaust is mandatory. It includes visits to concentration camp, museums. They don't shy away from their own ugly history, yet the kids aren't damaged. They're strengthened, matured, humbled. The U.S. needs to do the same with slavery and racism. But CTR has been outlawed in schools in the U.S., especially states like Idaho, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Tennessee. And could a teacher who wants to talk about factual instance of state-sponsored racism, like the establishment of Jim Crow, the series of laws that prevented Black Americans from voting or holding office and separated them from white people in public places, be considered in violation of these laws? A lot of teachers in the U.S. has found themselves punished for teaching the truth. And it would be extremely difficult in any case to police what goes on inside hundreds of thousands of classrooms. But social study educators feared that such laws could have a chilling effect on teachers who might self-censor their own lessons out of concern for parent or administrative complaints. History teachers cannot adequately teach about the Trail of Tears, the Civil War, and the Civil Rights Movement. English teachers will have to avoid teaching almost any text by an African-American author because many of them mention racism to various extents. The laws could also become a tool to attack other pieces of the curriculum, including ethnic studies and action civics, an approach to civics education that asks students to research local civic problems and propose solutions. In the early and mid-20th century, the concern was about socialism or Marxism. The conservative American Legion, beginning in the 1930s, sought to rid schools of progressive mind textbooks that encouraged students to consider economic inequalities. Two decades later, the John Birch Society raised similar criticism about school materials. As with the CRT criticisms, the fear was and is that students would somehow be harmed by exposure to these ideas and facts. In history, the debates have focused on the balance among patriotism and American exceptionalism. On one hand, the country's history of exclusion and violence towards indigenous people and the enslavement of African American on the other, between its ideas and its practices. Those tensions led to the implosion of the 1994 attempt to set national history standards. Current example that has fueled much of the recent round of CRT criticism is the New York Times 1619 Project, 
which sought to put the history and effects of enslavement as well as Black Americans' contribution to democratic reforms at the center of American history. The culture wars are always, at some level, battled out within schools. It's because they're nervous about broad social things, but they're talking in the language of school and school curriculum. That's the vocabulary, but the actual grammar is anxiety about shifting social power relations. And that, my friends, is why we have such a shortage in teachers for our children. Because they are literary banned from teaching the truth. Critical race theory has become a new boogeyman for people unwilling to acknowledge our country's racist history and how it impacts the present. CRT does not attribute racism to white people as individuals or even to entire groups of people. Simply put, critical race theory states that the U.S. social institutions, the criminal justice system, education system, labor market, housing market, and healthcare system are laced with racism embedded in laws, regulations, rules, and procedures that lead to differential outcomes by race. And that is the gist of that. And so, my friends, that music tells me that it is once more that time. But before I go, I must leave you with this thought. Emotions never prove nor disapprove facts. There was a time when any rational adult understood this. But years of dumbing down education and emphasis on how people feel have left too many people unable to see through this media gimmick. Until next time, my friends, have a good day. And it's been my honor. <laughs>